Hi, welcome to Mystic Revival. My name is Loretta Davison. I created this podcast to manifest a space for compassionate souls like you and me to dive deeper. In this podcast, we'll tackle hard to have conversations and we'll have fun too. I'm so glad you're here. Hey guys, welcome back to Mystic Revival. Do I have a treat for you guys or what? I do. In this week's episode, I have a very special guest joining me. Her name is Jen Stoney. So I found Jen through a Facebook group and instantly I felt so connected to her story and her message. And I knew once I wanted to sit down and record this episode, she had to be on it. Now, Jen is known as the Irresistible Love Coach. She's got a wonderful Facebook group called Irresistible You. If you have a Facebook, you should definitely try to join that private group. There are just a bunch of women on there who are trying to connect with their inner goddess and their inner power. What could be more delicious than that? Jen has been a certified life coach for the past 11 years, um, meditation guide, chakra healer, and EFT practitioner. She helps women own their sexual power, radiate love, and rejoice in their amazing relationships by detecting and connecting with their true radiance, surrendering and thriving in every aspect of life. Jen is inspiring in her sobriety and true openness to sharing all of the bad parts of her life that have led her to the best parts of her life. And that's something that I really, really love. Something that really stuck out um, to me about Jen's story was the fact that although she is in a beautiful marriage with beautiful children, she had gone through a trial of adultery with her husband and they pulled through that by working together and she gives a lot of great advice on how to heal inside of yourself in order to be present for other people and not only be present for other people but be present for yourself and I found it in I found it truly enlightening and inspiring in this episode she is going to tell us all about the things that led her to where she is today and how her practices can lead you to living your best life also at the end of this episode she's going to walk us through a guided meditation um, to really just fill your heart. So without further ado, I will get right into the episode. Enjoy, and I will see you guys next time. I really appreciate you taking the time to connect with me, honestly. My pleasure. My pleasure. I love it. I love when, well, it was really, it was your message. So really? I've had other people reach out to me, Loretta, and your message, you were like, you knew me, you knew my stuff and you watched it and you appreciated it. And I was like, oh, it's a no brainer. Like, <laughs> it was just like, you know, other people have contacted me, but it was like that generic message. And I oh, was like, like, why am I gonna, you know? So yeah. I just want to let you know that that's what that's what it was. It was you. You did your homework and you cared. Awesome. So, yeah. yeah. No, I like honestly when I was thinking about making this episode, um, I you know I was like thinking to myself, 
I can just sit down and record this, but it, how awesome would it be if I actually had someone here who really like had so much to say on the subject and like I had already seen your master classes and like everything on Facebook that um are you part of that um is it pussy magic is that where I found you are you part of that yes. okay okay yes. I yeah. love that group I yeah it posted in there a few times yeah right yeah and I saw that and then I just like instantly was like okay this is awesome and so when I thought about it I was like I gotta get Jen I gotta message her and see if she'll come on this thing love it. I love it. The universe is so good to us. I swear. Oh, I love that. So as far as your like, um, like your Facebook group and everything, I know that you have Irresistible You and there are so many women on there who are just like so eager and ready to connect with other women. And there's something so special about so many women coming together to try to own that power. Like what inspired you to start that group? So oddly enough, this is the crazy thing. So my coach, I had a group um, that was about women empowerment. And I had started this group because I was like, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. You know, that's what I'm supposed to do as a coach, blah, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it was just feeling very blah. And my coach was like, well, if I were to give you a million dollars, like, what would you teach on? And I just like, it like, it like came out of me like crazy. I was like, (laughs) sex, love, and relationships. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, okay, well then like, why? And then even crazier, um, a coach that works for my coach. So she's like my mentor or whatever. She did an astrological reading for my business. Oh, what? And this, so this is crazy. So this is after I started Irresistible You. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, like my guides have spoken to me and told me like, this is what you're sent here to do. But for some reason, I tried to get logical on things. Instead of you know, so I let the business logic get in the way, and that's where the women's empowerment came. And I was like, God, I don't like this. So I started the years. This will you Mm -hmm. loved it. And then um, Nikki contacted me, and she was like, Oh my, she was like crying. She was like, I did your astrological reading for your business, and she goes, Your wounds are in romance, and you were sent here to teach romance. Oh my God, and to on the taboo and she was telling me in the different houses and astrological like and I was just sitting there like and then she's like you have a lot of Capricorn so you're very business driven in your mind and I was like this is it was just it gave me chills yeah so like yeah so I just yeah yeah that's amazing I didn't even know you could do that get like astrological readings for your career I mean like why not right but never occurs to me I'll set you up with her. She's amazing. Oh, that would she's be just, so cool. Yeah, she's super. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's great. She's um, great. But yeah, so I started that because I was sent here to do this work, right? I mean, you look mm-hmm. at all my wounding, and you look at being raped the first time I had sex, being raped again two years later, um, and having an ex-boyfriend cheat on me, and then you know infidelity in the marriage. There's a lot of wounding there. Yeah from healing that wounding, I can now have this amazing relationship that is just beautiful and messy at times, but just human and phenomenal and orgasmic and amazing, you know? And it's just like, I love it. I love it. And so I get to talk about, like I used to sell sex toys for a living, you know? 
And then you look at like my past and like I worked in a strip club, you know, and it's just uh -huh. like all of these things coming together right. in such a beautiful way to tell women that you can be sexy and it's safe to be sexy because, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I love that you said that to like, to be safe, to be sexy, because I know that that is one of the hardest things to do is to own that unapologetically and really just like show yourself in that way. And even like, okay, you know, like having, going out brawless, right? That's totally fine now. Like everyone does it, but all the time when I do it and I have little boobs, okay? So it's like, it's not super like crazy. It's totally just like, you know, I nothing I need to worry about or like be self-conscious about even if you do have big boobs, right? But I always tell my fiance when, I, when it happens, I'm like, I don't want to offend anyone. And every time I say that, he always looks at me like, why would you ever say that? But it's ingrained in me, you know? So it's yeah. like, how do you even begin to, to accept that and get over, get over that? So a lot, so a lot of my practices is we do this in my, the sexy goddess inner circle, which I'm launching the program again in a few weeks here. And it's going to be even more amazing than it was last time. Cause I'm expanding it to eight weeks instead of four. Oh my God. There's going to be, there's going to be work on sex and orgasms in there. It's just going to be, and forgiveness work. It's going to be insane. But so <laughs> disman dismantling it in the beginning is really looking at who taught you about sex. How did your parents teach you about sex mm -hmm. and journaling about what it was like in your home growing up to be looked at as a sexy woman, right? So like for me growing up, I was four or five years old and threw a fit wanting to have a two piece. And I was told, like, I, I really, I mean, I got in an argument about it. My grandpa brought it up, like, my entire life about, oh, my God, Jenny, like, Jenny needed to have her two-piece. And I always thought, like, what's wrong with that? Like, mm -hmm. and as a little kid, you think, like, who cares if they want to wear a two-piece? Like, what's, what's the right. big deal? Right. So it's those little tiny nuggets that are taught to us at such a young age that, it's an innocent kid wanting a two piece or like there's a kid wanting to touch themselves. Like how did your parents like look at masturbation? How did your parents view sex before marriage? How did your parents view owning your body in a sexual, beautiful way? Did they tell you to cover up? Did they tell you like, don't like, for instance, I had a priest who told me I was leading men to sin because of how I was dressed. <laughs> like it was oh my, my fault, you wow. know? <laughs> Catholic Shame on you school. for leading these men with yeah. their free will. <laughs> like no responsibility, right? <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So it's looking at that to dismantle it, taking that information and going, oh, and all the light bulbs going off. Mm -hmm. And then going into it where I use the rapid manifestation method with my clients and it's the tapping. So I'm an EFT practitioner, but the rapid manifestation method is like, it's like the cherry on top and like the most beautiful way of like tapping. And it's really tapping out the anger towards those people that were supposed to teach you how to be a sexy woman and be safe. Uh -huh. And they just gunked it all up and getting that anger out and dismantling those fears. Mm -hmm. so you can truly, that's like really the first step. There's lots of steps, but that's like the first step to truly owning your sexual power and knowing that you're safe when you're sexy, right?
Right. And what exactly, because I've heard of EFT before, but I've never, I've never seen it. I've never spoken to anyone who practices it. Like what, what is that? So yeah, so the rapid manifestation method using EFT, it's really cool because we have all these meridian points on our body, right? And it's very interesting. It was actually derived from acupuncture. So if you imagine like taking your jewelry to a jewelry cleaner and they put it in that machine and they pulsate it, uh-huh. and they pulsate it so fast that dirt particles like falls off. So when they do that, that's what you're doing when you're tapping. Okay. So regular tapping takes you through the tapping process and they actually, it suppresses. So before you start tapping, you're supposed to like rate your, your anger or anxiety from a scale of one to 10. And then when you're done tapping, it's usually simmered down, but regular EFT tapping suppresses it. So it's kind of like toxic positivity, like fake it till you make it, pick your next best thought, right? Right. So this way, what you're doing is with the rapid manifestation method, you're getting all that stuff out. So you are screaming and something that we can teach your audience too, this is really good, is the healing forward method. So this is something that's super helpful to use before talking to a loved one, even to talk to somebody who you were never going to talk to again. And so what you do is you're going through the tapping points. You have like your three fingers, Uh the three middle fingers right here. And you start right at the inside of the eyebrow and you're just tapping and you just start talking. And so the rapid manifestation method is you are saying things that you would be put in jail for saying to somebody. So you know that stuff inside your head that you're taught is like horrible and like, no, push it down. You're better than this. You're more spiritual than this. Yes. The problem is, is that there's these loops in our brain and they just keep going and going and going. And so the tapping allows us to release it and get it out. So you look in the mirror while you're doing it and it's just like, you effing blah, blah, blah. I can't believe you did this. And you just keep tapping, right? So you go to these tapping points and you're just screaming in the mirror like you're talking to this person as you're tapping on these tapping points. And I can give you a tapping point sheet that you can put a link to in here too. But you're just, you're just tapping. So it's like, there's the point like right here, Uh right in between. So it's right below your rib cage. And then you just keep going and you're just screaming at the person and you go through all these tapping points. The karate chop point, I don't do anymore. I've never yeah so there's like this karate chop point i know right it's so fun fun. i don't use it i don't see any difference Uh and the rapid manifestation method with tapping has like changed my life because think about all those times when you get triggered you're judgmental you're angry what do you do push it down push it down push it down right this gives you a voice this allows you to give yourself so it's like, if my husband triggers me, I'm like, I'll be right back and go in the bathroom <laughs> and like tap that shit out like crazy and get, because what you're doing is you're getting that gunk out of your body so that you can truly live in like bliss and happiness and joy. So it's just getting it out. So when you're doing the healing forward, you're tapping, you're saying everything you want to that person. Mm-hmm. And then you're acting like you're the person responding to everything you just said. Okay. And you keep tapping. And so that person's going to respond to everything horrible you said. And it's just your body somehow can take over. I mean, I've done it where to the point where I've like almost thrown up. I've done it where I've almost fainted. I've done it where like I break out in hives because all that emotion is coming out of your body. 
and it's just like there's a visceral reaction it's incredible i can only imagine because yeah that's what we do we suppress it because we think it and we're like well that was really dark i shouldn't say that so where does it go you know in our body that makes complete sense okay awesome i never actually knew that that's what that was thank you yes yes definitely we could talk an entire an entire thing just on that i feel yeah i'm sure Yeah. yeah Well, like before you discovered like EFT, before you decided, because you've been a coach for 11 years, right? Yeah. Before you, you kind of delve into all of that and were kind of like a lost soul, if you will, like what did that look like for you? So imagine somebody who they, so when I started coaching, I was like six months sober and I had lost all this weight. I was doing really well. I was doing really well in school. And so my way of coaching was very self-righteous. It was very motivational and inspirational because that's just who I am. That's my personality. But it was very like, you got to do it my way. My way is the best way. Mm -hmm. I know, I know everything. right? Right. And that's very helpful to a person. That's not very helpful in a relationship. Mm -hmm. That's not very inviting. And so I was very needy. I was very controlling. I was very codependent with that dash of like hope and motivation and excitement and joy. Right. So it was a very, just like a roller coaster ride of just like, Oh my goodness. So it really led those. It was, I didn't heal the romantic wounds. Mm-hmm. So you take away the alcohol, you still the alcoholic and the true reasons of why I drank and the true reasons of why I wanted to numb myself. And those were still there. So when you don't heal being raped twice, when you don't heal those wounds of being sexually assaulted countless times, right? You don't heal that, those come out on other people in a very unhealthy way. Yeah. And that is truly what happened. And that was my part in the affair where it was like, I, I had so many walls up, I wouldn't let him in. So what did he do? He went and found somebody who, who did need him and did want to let him in. Could he have chose a different way? Of course, but he's human. And he was sent to me as my greatest teacher that cracked me open in a way that served my life in such a high purpose. So it was beautiful and I'm super grateful that that happened. But that's what like really led me on that journey. So to preface that a little bit, right? The affair that you are, which I find so amazing and inspirational is that you're so open about that part of your life. But your current husband, right, is the one that all of this happened with. And you're very... what I would thankful be the thankful's not yeah. the right word, right? It is. It is. It is. Yeah. You're thankful for that experience, not necessarily. Um, well, you're thankful for that experience, right? It served a purpose, and you guys are so much better for it today because why? Because you put in the work for it to be what it is now, right? Yeah. I mean, we never did marriage counseling. So I think what a lot of people need to know is that you can come through an affair and grow closer together and your partner doesn't have to go to counseling with you. I feel like in this world, we think like you need therapy to heal from something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, I needed therapy. I like did intense coaching with high ticket coaches. I did tons of programs. I read a crazy amount of books, right? 
you right. did the work. That's what I needed to heal. But I was also healing tons of wounds from the past. My husband, he went on a different journey that didn't involve therapy or coaching, but he changed his soul in the most crazy ways possible. And then we came back together to new people, to healed people. And that's what worked for us. Yeah. So, yeah. That's amazing. Like if, and, and I think the key to that is, is that you were two people who addressed the issues, wanted to work on yourselves through that for yourselves. And then within that coming together and being better partners for each other. Exactly. And the really important thing here is that we hired divorce attorneys. We went to court. We went through the, the discovery process. We had been dividing assets and we are three weeks away from finalizing the paperwork when we reconciled. So it's just like when people say like, there's no way. Yeah. And I was also, I was celibate for a year, which anyone who knows me is just like, <laughs> <laughs> but I used men more than I used alcohol. So I knew if I was truly going to heal myself, mm -hmm. I needed to like that drug of choice needed to be like on the counter for like a year. Right. Because I needed to create a new relationship with it because if I didn't reconcile with my husband, I was going to marry another man out there who was like the man of my dreams. I didn't even know. And I was going to be healed so that I could receive him in a beautiful way. And right. so I had such motivation because I was so done was being sick and tired when I was just like, this is yeah. just so exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Exhausting is, is totally the word for that. Mm -hmm. Yes. But, yes. Yeah. but, um, I don't know. I think there's something that really, no. Okay. First, before I move on, like, how are you with that? Because the person that he had an affair with, she was a friend or someone you considered to be a friend. Yeah. So I actually threw her a divorce party. Um, a few weeks prior to this affair happening. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like I stood up in her wedding, like this was like a go-to person that I called first when something big happened. Oh like this was, yeah. But you know, the thing is, is that she was wounded. She had things going on inside of her and her solution was this situation. Mm -hmm. And she's human. And humans don't always make the greatest decisions. You know, I've caused pain before in people's lives, not intentionally, you know, and she, yeah, she knew what she was doing. I confronted her and she told me to like, that she was going to do what she wanted and she deserved to have him, you know, like, so the thing is, is that I went on a journey of forgiveness and a year after, uh, yeah, about a year after this happened, I turned on a podcast from Oprah and in there was Naomi Warren and she was from, she was the only one out of her family to recover from Auschwitz and come through the Nazi concentration camps to the U S and um, Oprah said like, how do you ever forgive Hitler? And she, without even stopping a beat, she goes, how could I not? That man took two and a half years of my life. I wasn't willing to give him a second longer. And I was just like, whoa, it like, so not only like, here it is, like, I pray to be open to forgiving. And then I listened to this podcast within hours. And I was like, whoa, like, 
This is so true because this woman did take a year and a half of my life away. I was obsessed with what was going on with her. I I was stalking her. I was calling her work. Like I was not in a good place because I was just like, what is wrong with me? Why doesn't my husband not want me? Why is he with her? And I wasn't telling anybody that this was going on either because I was so ashamed and it was eating me up inside to the point of having ulcers and puking blood up, right? So I, what did I do? I decided to forgive her so that I could be released from that energy and cut that cord. And so as soon as I did that, I, um, a new person with that same name came into my life. And this is the crazier part. When this woman, this is like wild. When this person (laughs) called me, her, like the first four letters of her last name. So it came up, it was her, it was this woman's ex-husband's name and her name on my phone. What? So wild, like so wild. So like, I'm like, okay, I'm open to forgiving and I get this podcast and then I get like this, meeting this new woman who is just a phenomenal woman. And I changed this woman's name in the book. um, The one thing that changed everything that comes out on Friday, July 17th. Mm -hmm. I changed her name to Linda because I always said, if I was going to write a book, I'm not going to like, you know, that's the right thing to do. Right. But it's just like so wild to me that when you ask the universe, if your eyes are open to healing and to seeing and to really wanting it, mm-hmm. it always gives it to you. It, it always does. And so it was just like, it gave me the opportunity to have compassion for people on a whole new level. And things have come up with her before. Like, so I've healed, forgiven. And then all of a sudden, four years later, something else pops up and I start having dreams about her to the point where I, I wake up as soon as I'm about to punch her in the face. And so, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I tell you this because healing is a journey, right? right? So I'm able to sit here and talk to you about it and laugh about it because I've truly healed from this. Yeah. And when triggers come up like that, I address them right away mm-hmm. because there's another lesson to the experience. And it's just learning to let go and to let go and to forgive and heal and be set free. But it's an onion peeling away the onion layers, you know, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She gave me that. She gave me that without her, without that situation, I wouldn't have my two little kids. Yeah. There's so many things I wouldn't have in my life. Like I can't imagine not having them in my life and they wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. If it wasn't for her, I probably would have drank again. I would probably be a hot mess of a human because I was already miserable, dry drunk that wasn't working on my recovery. There's so many gifts that that situation gave me that I'm truly thankful for it. Truly thankful. So, yeah. I love that. That's just like, that's, I think what everyone strives to do, you know, in those situations is to have the ability to forgive. So it really is doing yourself a favor, if anything, you know, and being able to just be free of that and live your life. I love that. Yes. Yes. So now fast forward to today with your husband and your beautiful children and all that, you know, um, how do you, uh, you talked, you talk a lot in, um, 
the group about, you know, being present for your partner. And, um, you know, when you get with someone for a certain amount of time, you go through these lulls of, you know, just being best friends or just kind of like hanging around each other. The love is there, but where's the passion? So how, how, like now that we are, now that we're recovered, now that we're free and we're thriving and we're enjoying life, how do we show up for our partners? We show up for them unapologetically ourselves. We do the work on the self-hatred work on ourselves and we show up as ourselves and we love ourselves. And when we love ourselves and our imperfections, they love us. They're a direct reflection of our relationship with ourselves. Mm-hmm. So when we're feeling off and triggered and we don't like ourselves, they're probably going to say something that's going to piss us off that will trigger that wound inside of us. And so we show up for our partners by looking at them as one of our greatest teachers and loving them unconditionally because as, um, so there's feminine and masculine energy, right? And so feminine energy is truly unconditional love. It's just that softness. Wounded feminine energy is controlling and needy. So when we be, when we slip into that controlling and neediness, it's just a red flag that we need to connect with ourselves. There's something in there that we need to like stop, think, breathe, and just be, and just release. Because the more that we sit with ourselves, the more we learn how to receive, the more we learn how to celebrate and love our lives, the happier our relationships will be. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, we love them. We have, have amazing sex. Like you show up for them in that beautiful, sexy goddess way. Mm-hmm. When you do that, you show up with your, for yourself, it automatically trickles, trickles into your relationship. And you just have amazing sex with them. Because when you can receive on a level of somebody opening the door for you that's a stranger, you can receive in the bedroom like an amazing, sexy goddess. But it's receiving on all levels. Mm-hmm. unapologetically on all levels and just inviting the world in because the world just wants to give. I mean, we're women. We're meant to receive and sit back and just like let it come to us, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love the, um, the fact that you bring up feminine and masculine energy as well, because um, I mean, I can only obviously speak for myself in these situations, but I live in my masculine energy when it comes to control, when it comes to having things my way, when it comes to structure, that's where I live. So turning that off can be difficult. And I do notice when I am more present in my feminine, when I take the time to, you know, just wake up a little early and have that time for myself to take my time to um, just be present, it completely changes the whole rest of my day. And that's hard. Connecting with your feminine is sometimes really, really hard. And I can only imagine with throwing kids into that. It really does. And that was like one of the biggest things with the affair is I was in such my masculine that he was like masculine, masculine come together. And it was just friction. Right. Uh And so it's crazy, but you nailed it right there because you look at the women empowerment movement of like, we can do everything a man can do. Well, we took that movement and that movement did a ton of amazing things for us. I mean, you look at the first time the FDA did a test on a female, I think it was like 1983. Like, I mean, medical testing wasn't even done on women. 
Like wow. women, women weren't even allowed to have a mortgage till the seventies or a credit card in her name. Like wild things, right? right. But, we, but we took that very purposeful, amazing movement and shifted it into, well, I can be a man. Right. You know, we took the wool out of man mm -hmm. and we were like, <laughs> I can do everything you can do. And then we created this, you look at when, I think, when was it? Um, I forget what it, what is it? It's like digestive issues and I'm trying to think of something else. Anyways, they spiked in females right around the same movement. So it's like, it's very interesting because when the masculine energy is comes out in females in a toxic way, mm -hmm. we actually can cause damage to our bodies because women are supposed to be in the flow. We're supposed to be in the being, we're supposed to be in the receiving. Mm -hmm. And when we're not, and we're in a toxic place, feminine, feminine energy wise, we invite our bodies kind of like, what's going on here? <laughs> what are you doing? Right. <laughs> and then these things show up, right? So it's like these immune, immune disorders. That's what I meant. So oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. That makes a lot of sense though. And I know that in um, all of your work, and I don't know if maybe this is um, part of either your coaching or something that's going to be in your new book. I forget where I read it, but um, you do have these three principles of tapping into that and becoming part of that womanly feminine power. I'm not going to make you give us the three because I know you got to pay for that. <laughs> But if you had to give one blanketed um, piece of advice for stepping into that, what would that look like? What, what I would say is truly tapping into the self-hate and then stepping into the receiving mode as a like that sexual power of igniting that passion and that love of receiving and every, I mean, like you find a penny on the ground and you celebrate it and you're like, Ooh, I'm receiving all the abundance. Right. But then you can also like, somebody wants to open the door. You let them, you let them and you celebrate it and you celebrate people supporting you supporting you in every possible way and it can get so uncomfortable but when i say tapping into the self-hate it's really so it's doing that rapid manifestation method mm -hmm. and tapping into the self-hate saying those things that you that are like going around in cycles in your brain mm -hmm. about yourself that you hate like oh my gosh you watch netflix all day like how dare you right and you just tap on it and you learn to love yourself and you learn to love yourself on a deeper level because you're getting that gunk out. And when we get the gunk out of our body, we can then welcome in the support. We can welcome in the receiving. We can welcome in all the love around us because we are open to receive. If we're blocked by walls and gunk and just darkness, I mean, you can't, you can't. And every chapter of our life opens up new opportunities, right? Like mm -hmm. my firstborn, he was born and physically it was harder. Mentally it was fine. My second born, I suffered from postpartum depression and it created a lot of tension in my marriage and it was challenging. And so this was after doing this work for years, oh but it was God. then really opening up to, I can be a sexy goddess and I can heal from this. I can heal from this. And I just stepped into it and I did, right? Right. And then it was really opening up. So all these opportunities coming, looking at them as opportunities, right? I like to say, 
when something happens in your life, you go, okay, if I'm a sexy goddess and life is happening for me, how would I respond to this situation? Okay. All right. And then you like stop and you think about it and you're like, oh, well, I would like celebrate it. I would laugh or I would get angry by myself in a room, get my anger out and then communicate with love to my partner without emotion so that they can really hear me instead of hearing my emotion. They hear my needs. They hear my wants. Mm -hmm. They hear me from my soul instead of from my darkness. Right. Right. So that's truly, it's just inviting in every situation and being like, this is, everything's going to be okay. I love that. Yeah. Nobody hears you when you come at them angry either. If you're talking at them, nobody, nobody even hears that. Nobody. I mean, and you're engaged, you know, you're like, you're on the path of like creating this beautiful life with someone, right? Triggers happen. You're planning a wedding during COVID for God's sakes. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's all you need to say about that. That, that is right? the gist of everything that's been happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's just like, but you have to get that anger out with yourself mm-hmm. and then your partner can support you in the wedding planning process. Right with love and ease instead of being like, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. Instead of being like, we're gonna do this together, we're a Mm -hmm. team and we're in this together. We're not doing, we're not like pointing fingers. Yeah. And then it's beautiful, right? But we're human, we make mistakes, we say the wrong things. Just before this, I like messed up and miscommunicated with my husband about something and he laughed about it. Cause he was like, you did that cause you were just so excited. I was like, I was. And like, and he's like, he's like, but he's like, I know, I know you totally would have done it differently, but you were so excited. You jumped the gun. And I was like, I was, I really, (laughs) but that's the thing is when you love each other, you can laugh and expect the best and know that your partner didn't wake up in the morning to piss you off. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. Love that. Thank you. But I think the advice you gave, honestly, like can go in so many different directions for so many people. Like everyone is going to be able to connect with what you just said. And that's just like, that's all that anyone could ask for. When it comes to now um, your book, because I know that you're mentioning that what your book is, is dropping tomorrow. Yeah. So Friday, Friday. So what is today's Wednesday? So yeah. So Mm -hmm. in two days. Yeah. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about it or? It's a collaborative book. It's called The One Thing That Changed Everything. Mm -hmm. And it is with some insanely powerful houses of women. And it's these women that came together that one thing that changed their life forever. And now they have it all. And so it's, it's, it's going to just be this mind blowing book and to even make it better, 100% of the proceeds for all Kindle versions of this book will be indefinitely going to a charity of, um, Sarah Longoria will be choosing the charity. She's heading the whole book. And so um, it's going to be an amazing charity. We haven't decided it yet, but uh, 100% for lifetime of the book will be going constantly. So it's like, Whenever we make money on the Kindle version, it's going to this charity. So that's I'm awesome. super excited. Yeah. So my chapter is all about my journey in my life. And the one thing that changed everything is the affair. And so it really just dives deep into that. But it gives you the foreshadowing of who I was before going into the relationship. And you have to remember my husband and I met three weeks before I got sober. Oh. So 
Yeah. So, you know, I re- I took away one drug and I replaced it with men. Right. So like, so it's just, it's a very, it's a story to let you know that he's not the bad guy. We both showed up in this relationship and we both gave things to it. And a lot of people like to point the fingers at somebody who does the, you know, has the infidelity. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when you really look at it, if you're not in victim mode, you actually see that it's two imperfect humans that came together and they both made mistakes. And I was just as false as he was. And that's truly the chapter is about is the healing of those wounds and then us coming together as a beautiful couple. Absolutely. I'm so happy for you because, you know, you did something that, I mean, people do, people are able to do, but not very many. And it really speaks volumes to you two as individuals and who you are as a family. And I just have to say that to you that like, you're, you're rocking it. (laughs) Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. And I love that you had me on. This is just so fun and your audience. I just, I love your energy. And so it's just so beautiful. I love yours. This has just been amazing. It's so fun. It's so, and you know, it's just to, you have your story too. And it's like to let people know that we all wake up in our own way. And especially during right now of like everything going on, yes. it's just like so many people are waking up. Absolutely. Right? Like look at the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Like as much as like, it's my son's birthday on the 4th of July. So it's like a little different where I don't yeah. like, so I, so it was a little easier for me, I think this right. year, but yeah, you, gotta you know, it's like, it's like <laughs> you want to celebrate, but then I'm like also confused, you know? Right. And it's um it's a beautiful thing though because we're we're all in this together and the more of us that rise up especially as women rising up together and lifting each other up yes allows for more orgasms and more amazing <laughs> relationships right so it's just yes. Like, yes yes so as we heal and rise up together we're allowing more space in our lives and more fun because when we allow more space, we can have more fun. And I think as women, in the masculine energy, we forget to have fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, ha- we forget. We're just like, go, 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 to-do list. I'm doing, the, like, and it's just like, whoa. Did you smell the flower that you just ran past five seconds ago? <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Right. right. Oh you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So... Well, thank you. I really do appreciate it. And I am so excited that I get to put this out because like you said, in these weird times, I try to be very delicate with what I'm putting out there because, you know, sometimes it, it seems like my issues or anything I want to talk about isn't as big as what the real problems are. And I think it's important to say um, that, you know, women stepping into their power and being present and just being here for the world to make it better, that is absolutely important. So I couldn't have thought of anyone better to share this episode with. I'm so glad you're here. Um, I did want to see if you were open to doing a quick little meditation for us before leaving. Yes, I would love to. I'd love to. And thanks again for having me. This is so fun. I love it. I love it. Even though we're across the country from each other. I know. Connected with you. I love it. I love it too. Beautiful. So yeah, we can just all close our eyes and just take a deep breath. Unless you're driving, then don't do that. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so just take a deep breath. 
in through your nose and out through your mouth. And just um, put both hands over your heart and just really feel your heart beat against your hands effortlessly. Breathe in and out. And feel your body sinking into your chair or the floor. Feel your, just your heartbeat beaming. And as you breathe in, visualize light pink and green energy swirling through your heart and beaming from your hands out into the universe. In and out. And as you visualize that energy just going out and connecting with all your loved ones in the entire world, may you visualize this energy circling the globe and rising everyone up as we may all see each other through love and light and connect with our hearts. Breathe in and out. Put your hands down and just wiggle your fingers and your toes. And thank the universe for bringing us here today. And open your eyes with a new loving light. <laughs> and what I'd love to say is that we can all do that. I usually do it with like music, but I didn't want to do the music because I really want people to know that you can go into the bathroom at work or into your own bathroom, put your hands on your heart and breathe and listen to your heartbeat and do that for 30 seconds and it will change your day. Meditation does not have to be done on a special pillow for five minutes, 10 minutes, 20. You can do 30 seconds. You can shift yourself. So. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jen. I really appreciate it. You've been such a light here and I couldn't ask for anything better. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. We'll have to connect again soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank yes. you so much. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you.